Welcome to, hey, Great Shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast brought to you by Cracked Rackets. My name's Alex Gruskin, and joining me on today's podcast, we have a very special panel of four. I'd go as far as to call them our fantastic four of this weekend. Matt Stachowiak on the right, next to him, Chris Halioris. And adding two new members to today's podcast, we have the Colsons themselves, Scott and Lucas. Welcome to the podcast, guys, and to all of you, hey, Great Shot. But we have a lot of voices and not much time before our next match, so I want to get into right into what we're talking about today. For our listeners listening at home, again, Westoff, Ariza, both gone at West or at Ariza's wedding, and a special hey, great shot to him for getting married. So there will be no producing if there's a couple edits. You know, yesterday I dropped a big f bomb when describing UNC, and I apologize for that. But there may be a few moments, especially I know Chris is emotional about his Mississippi State Bulldogs, so we apologize for those in advance. But let's get right into the tennis. A phenomenal morning to start our quarterfinal matches. We had two matches going on simultaneously. We had UCLA playing USC for the fourth time this season on the top courts, while OSU and Mississippi State were battling on the bottom. The first thing I want to do before we start, and I want to ask you this, Chris, because we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I just want to hear your thoughts one more time. In terms of playing two matches at the same time, kind of shitty, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I actually even, even though I'm glued to the Mississippi State match, right, partially because of nerves and partially because I wanted to see what was going on, I actually walked up to the upper courts just to check out what was going on, saw Riley Smith, you know, play a little bit, saw Keegan Smith play a little bit, you know, it's, and even from a viewing perspective, if you stand right at the very top, you can look over both sets of courts, but, uh, but yeah, really, it's, it certainly is, you know, from a fan's perspective, four separate times is great because you get to see all of every match, and here, I saw very little of the UCLA USC match, so so that that's kind of a bummer, but uh, but you know still it was, I mean two great matches, so you can't complain. Definitely nice to be outside. I would estimate there were about 500 people, maybe a little more, a little less in the crowd. A tons of college tennis players coming by to watch these matches. Really fun environment for this. Obviously, all the teams are shrieking at the top of their lungs, so there's a lot of loud cheers today. Just a great energy in the building. And I want to go to you next, Matt, because you know you and I talked about this. You know, how did you spread out your time? Which matches were you watching? Was it you know focusing in on one, or were you just trying to get as much tennis as possible? Yeah, I was definitely trying to get as much as I possibly could. I was bouncing back and forth between both of them. Uh, I definitely was kind of hanging out on that top where I was able to view both courts, uh, so that was good, but um, I, I tried to split it, so my time was probably divided evenly between both matches. Sure, and I have to say, you mentioned standing on top of those bleachers. Man, it was hot up there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am sunburned for sure. My shirt is red and it is not darker than my arm, which is always a scary thought. Uh, I want to go to the Colsons now because this is what, your first full day here. You guys got here early yesterday or maybe later right, yesterday. yesterday. Sure. So how did you guys approach it? Was it your sent off to go watch? I'm pointing to, obviously, your son. Sent off to go watch uh, Nuno of, of Mississippi State while you were watching UFC, UCLA, or was it the same thing, just trying to get around? Well, I'm from Southern California. So for me, anytime USC and UCLA are playing with the cross-town rivalry, no matter where it is, it sort of is going to get my attention. Um, and it's one that, you know, the doubles finished there first, so they jumped in the singles a lot earlier. So I sort of parked myself on the UCLA-USC side. And that match was so compelling, it was hard to leave. And, you know, so I'd go up to the top and look over and see what's going on. But you're only seeing three courts. Um, this is Mississippi State-Ohio State match. But uh, 
as the, the UCLA-USC match progressed, it was really coming down to the last court, and so I really, it was hard to get away from that match. I completely agree. And in fact, let's start with that match in terms of our breakdown. We're talking UCLA-USC. UCLA is the favorite coming into this one. They have taken the first three meetings of these two teams earlier in the year. They're the number two seed. You know, everyone's expecting them to win. I think Matt has him going to the final, so obviously expectations are high. And this was a match that came down right to the finish. It's a 4-3 decision. Uh, they, the team split 3-3 in singles. And so let's start with that doubles point where it really, in my opinion, was all UCLA. And again, you know, I was watching this next to you. But what, what are you seeing out there, Scott? Just, you know, the, sort of the U- UCLA guys just had a little bit more dominance on the survey, but their, their players are much bigger. And so they really can attack that first ball. And um, so that's what I, I thought that was their main advantage. And, you know, they, they won the first courts one and two, six, three. They're four all on the, on the third court, so it was a pretty, you know, sort of routine uh, doubles point. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, UCLA came out firing. They established their dominance. Um, Red Licky and Zoo are always, you know, they're a top team in the country, so they came out, uh, looked really good. Same thing with Keegan Smith on court two. The guy's just firing bombs. So uh, the Trojans were definitely knocked on their heels a little bit with that doubles point. It, it ended up being a critical, critical point. Knocked on their heels? Is that a North Carolina pun? Because they knocked <laughs> off the heels? Ah, See what I did I like there? That. Look, I, the I like sun is getting to me. Yeah, I'm dying out there. But, uh, you know, I, I got to this match, I think it was 1-0 UCLA when I got there. And in terms of the one doubles court, <clears throat> I believe it was a 4-3 point where Riley Smith went between his legs and kind of got the ball back at Zoo and Zoo missed the volley. And, uh, USC actually got the break back for 3-4, but then right away UCLA, or sorry, USC got the break back for 3-4, but right away UCLA jumped on them again. Got another break at one, go up 5-3, hold serve there. Really cruised at two doubles. I thought, as you mentioned yesterday, Keegan Smith, just the best player on the court there. And yeah, it was a really good doubles point. If you're USC, had to be a really tough blow to know, all right, we've already lost to this school three times, and now we lose the doubles point again. You know, it's just tough going in. But then you look at these singles matches, and, you know, Matt, you mentioned this, USC came out firing. They did. You know, I thought they responded very well in singles. Um, they, early, they had a couple of couple of things go against them. Um, the Bruins actually won the first sets on a couple of courts, Four first sets, so you know they came out pretty strong. But um, I, I did like the way that the Trojans approached all of their singles matches, really on all six courts. You could tell they weren't going to go down without a fight. It means too much. We're in the quarters of, of NCAA's, and you know they're they're a great team. They have too much pride there. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. For for UCLA to get the doubles point, and then when to win for four singles uh, first sets. USC was up against it, and they fought like heck in the second and third sets to to, to get uh, to a position where they you know they took you know back three points on on singles. So to be down four first sets and to get it to three all and have it all come down to the first court where it's uh, Brandon Holt versus uh, Redlicky, you know you gotta like they had to like the chances at that point. Yeah, and I mean you just have to love a tennis match where it comes down to the one singles players, the two best guys on each team just battling it out. 
know, bringing out the best tennis of each other. I have to say, clearly my brain's a little bit scrambled. You guys are right. UCLA did take four first sets, but then you, for USC to come back to have that surge of energy, it's a testament to Peter Smith and how he has these guys prepared. And as you're looking at how this match breaks down, you know, UCLA has success at five singles. They have success at three singles and one. And I just want to ask you, Chris, going in, was that the recipe we said, you know, that's how UCLA is going to win? Yeah, we well, you certainly I like I liked Keegan Smith, right, with the big serve, and I thought, and, and the one guy that I liked for sure on the USC side, and I think you did only because not as much as the fact that you liked Riley, but that you weren't <laughs> impressed necessarily with sure. Connor Hands, and I saw a little bit of that match, and boy, and to me, it was the same recipe on both sides, big serves. Keegan Smith was just singles went the same way. I mean, big serves. I went over and watched a little bit of Riley Smith, and uh, you know, and I had I've not seen him this year, and, and watching him. And, uh, you know, what I liked that I saw, I saw a lot of variety out there. I saw a lot of guys, you don't see a lot of serve and volley anymore. And a lot of these guys were hitting and coming to the net. Uh, and Riley Smith, Riley Smith loved, he would just, he would push in the first chance he could get on Connor Hands. Uh, but, but I think, yeah, that, that's kind of where, what we were, what we were thinking, uh, you know, Cressy, big hitter, three, one, three and five, that, that was the ticket. And after they got that doubles point, it's really interesting because USC did take a 3-2 overall lead in this match. But for the whole time, it felt like UCLA was in control. Red Lickie did lose that second set against Holt, but he got up an early break in the third. And yeah. breaking Martin serves just so hard. Right. And so it was interesting, you know, um, at the start of the third set, that's when I sort of parked myself in front of court one. I was going to stay there to the end. Not a bad place to be. Not at all. And uh, after Red Lickie held to, to open the set, uh, you know, Holt won a very important 30-all point where it was about 25-shot rally. It looked like Ridley was about to throw up in the corner of the court, and uh, you'd think that you know Holt's got this game because he'll just get a just get a ball in, and Ridley's just gonna you know wait for get try and get his energy back for his serve. Ends up uh, Holt plays two really loose points, and Ridley gets a cheap break, and then he just pretty much just holds serve on out. Ends up winning six-two, but that it was sort of you know once he got to five-two, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that he was there. Were, Holt wasn't going to break him. I don't even think Holt got to a deuce point in that third set on Red Lickie's serve. I just, Martin was so confident with the serve, with yeah. the forehand. And to move around a player of Brandon Holt's caliber like that was just a dominating performance. There's a reason he's ranked number one in the country. And, you know, there's a reason you want to play your senior leader. Who's that guy? You know, number one out there, all the money on the line. That is what you're counting for as UCLA. And as you mentioned, he came through. You know, Stags, another senior, really got blown off the court in those last two sets. And so yeah. he, he, I never even saw Verboven play. He was just really in control. The other performer I was really impressed with, and this was really my last thought on UCLA because I did watch a lot of Ohio State and Mississippi State, but was Maxime Cressy. Cressy just attacks the net. So He's so confident in being up there, so confident that even if you know the USC player passes him once, as long as he keeps attacking, putting the pressure on that opponent, he will be able to come on top. And you know, with these high-stakes matches, to put that little bit of extra burden on your opponent is really important, and I was impressed. Yeah, definitely. You know, Cressy's an old-school kind of player. You know, he comes into the net a lot, plays the percentages. He doesn't mind if he gets passed because... He knows that you know more times than not he's going to end up winning those points. So um, I just want to remind everybody that I did say on the podcast yesterday <laughs> that already UCLA was going to win this match in a very tight one. I believe I said it would be four three, and I uh, my match to watch was number one, and sure enough, it came down to Red Lakey and Holt. I mean, I just I had a feeling that that was that was going to happen, and, and it did. And you know, the match didn't disappoint. It was it was a doozy. 
Yeah, and it was hot out there for sure, and it was just it was fun to see both of these teams carry through. I, you know, I want to ask you know any final thoughts because I do want to talk about this Ohio State Mississippi State. But, you know, any thoughts from you guys, or is that you know good first match, fun to watch? Great for I me. Mean, like I say, when you when you have a UCLA USC match, is all you can hope for is to have it come down to the final court and the final court being the number one players. Can't ask for anything more. Yeah, and you know, it was funny after the match, you saw the guys really embracing one another. These yeah. are two teams that must respect each other. Yeah, there's right so much. The the, yeah, there's so much uh, shared culture with the Southern California teams, and they're so they're, these guys know each other so well because a lot of these players grew up in Southern California. So you could definitely see that uh, they're very familiar with each other, and a lot of mutual respect and and everything. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Okay, I think we've touched on UCLA and USC enough. A great win for the Bruins, who again took the match 4-3 and have to be confident moving into the NC semifinals, where they take on the Ohio State Buckeyes, who came up with a 4-3, I don't want to say stunning, because it really was, you know, not too shocking, but just an amazing tennis match all the way through. Chris, the next five minutes are yours. What did you see? <laughs> uh, well, well, obviously, you know, we said, that, and I think when we talked about it yesterday, we said the, the secret for, for us to beat Ohio State was to try to get doubles, one, two, and find another, right? And, and, and the thing that we said is if they pull Siebert again at four and they slide everybody up, I like Trevor's chances at six, and that's exactly what happened. They pulled Siebert at four. They, we get doubles. Doubles was a was a great point we saw as as uh, as Matt and I were sitting next to each other. Uh, our one doubles team broke Martin Joyce all three times he served, which we were saying that's got to be the first time Joyce has ever been broken three times in a doubles match. Uh, but it was more battle of the breaks than it was the holds there on one, uh, and that was six four. And then and then Nick and Gio at two kind of they had the break lead. Uh, they went up 5-1, went up two breaks, gave one back, but it just kind of looked like they were going to have the match, and it was really going to come down to one. It was four all, and they break Joyce again for 5-4, and then hold to get that doubles point, which was huge. We needed that doubles point. Uh, and it looked, you know, from there, you kind of like your chances. We get going. Uh, Trevor ends up, uh, he ends up putting the first point on the board uh, out there and getting a, a two and three win at six against Hunter Tuber, and very quickly after that, uh, it was followed up with a, a Joyce win on five to, to bring it back to 2-1. And then McNally, not too long after that, makes it makes it 2-all. And then uh, what the big comeback for us, it looked, Nick on four looked like he was dead. He was done. He was cooked. I mean, Seeley was playing out of his mind. He could, that kid was, he was getting to everything. He was putting everything, it, you know, within six inches of the line everywhere. He had Nick down 6-1 for love. And it looked like it was over. And the next thing I look up, and it's four all in the second, and Nick's fighting, gets to a breaker, but ends up losing it. Uh, Gio wins it two, and and C League obviously wins that at four, and we end up in a three all match. And much like the match between UCLA and Ohio State, it comes down to where if it's going to be a three all match, it's where you want the three all match to be. It comes down to court one, and really at that time that that it was coming there, they were they just Split. I mean, they were just starting a third set when uh, when Seelig closed it out uh, uh, on court four to make it three all. So everybody rushed over. You had a rush to the side of court one, up to the stands ahead to, overhead to watch because the other <laughs> match was already done. And you know, you had all eyes glued in on court one. And you know, unfortunately, I'm, I'm sitting up there, and you just uh, you know, Nuno even in this when he won the second set, he he just didn't look like he had that confidence, like. 
you know, he didn't have that swagger like, yep, I got this, I'm going to win it. He looked more like he was fighting from behind. And even winning the set, you felt like Torp maybe got some easy games, but Nuno was winning, having to induce games every time to win his games. It just, it was, you know, it was a tough match. And, uh, and Torp got the early break um, to go up to, to love. Nuno had two break points to get it back and didn't. It went to three love and it was just, you know, he was fighting uphill the whole way. And then Torp played a great third set and beat him 6-1. And that's, you know, that's all you can ask. If I'm going to take anything away from this match, it's how good Mikhail Torpegard is. He's a senior. It's his last week on the job. He has seen it all. You know, he's won it. He's clinched four three matches during his time in UCLA, or during his time in Ohio State. Sorry, again, the sun is getting to me. And he was just phenomenal in that third set. You know, I watched this next to you, Chris, and it wasn't even that Nuno was playing poorly. Sure, he was playing tentatively, but Torpegaard was just taking returns early. He was willing to, you know, anytime Nuno would leave a ball short, whether it's that, you know, that forehand grip, and he's just slapping away, and he was able to hit some tremendous winners down the line. I thought both of these guys moved incredibly well. It was a very physical match, and just in the end, you know, Nuno is a junior, but... Torpegard is the guy, him, Red Licky, in both of these instances. Seniors, both have been ranked number one in the country, and both of them come through in the clutch for these teams. And that is, again, what we love about college tennis is seeing these great athletes be put in this position. And, you know, any little narrative you were looking for, you got out of this match. It was great. Yeah, and I think the, one of the interesting things, and, and Matt and I talked about it to start out the, the day, was in, even in, from the first set, and it never really changed too much. I think those two guys had so much respect for each other that you were watching the match and nobody was hitting the ball overly hard. It wasn't a slugfest, right? I mean, they would they would rally, rally, rally until someone decided they were going to take their shot, right, and either go for a good angle, a down-the-line shot, or every once in a while, boom, hit, you know, slap a forehand or, or something. But, but there wasn't a lot of that. It was a lot of, it was a lot of rally. And it was a strategic match. It was not, you know, a... Let's just Slap hammer it out. Yeah, yeah and, and and really the whole match was like that. You're watching it going, you know, other than the fact that they just don't miss, I could be watching a match at six right here, right? Yeah. These guys are not they're not crushing the ball, but but I think in I mean, in large part it's just because they both know the other guy's so good. There's the, the no you know, rare. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was fun to watch. At one point Torpegard sat like his first backhand of the match short, and Nuno hit one of the most incredible inside-out forehands. I think we were sitting next to each other, and the guy, or maybe inside in, and the guy goes, yep, short ball, you got to snap on it. And like you mentioned, both of these guys, the second they saw an opportunity, they knew they had to take it. And it was such a high-quality match. Those two were very respectful. Right next door, you had McNally at three. It was awesome. I mean, I think starting at three, you know, three all in the second set, or three, two, whatever it was, Every call was questioned. It was like, sure, it's out. Or, no, you're, you know, effing crazy. I'm not going to swear because you're here, but, oh, my, like, it's ridiculous. And, oh, it was fun. I mean, <laughs> your kind of some, match. Some yeah. great, they were very, yeah. chi very chippy. Yeah, some what great hooks. What about you, Matt? What did you see? Yeah, absolutely. There were, uh, there were lots of things that I saw in this match. I thought Mississippi State played a phenomenal doubles point. Um, they jumped out early pretty much on, on all three of the courts, and, and that was just a great doubles point for the Bulldogs. Great way to start the match. Uh, we knew Ohio State was going to battle. Too good of a team. Um, and so, you know, the one thing that I did find interesting about this dual match was that only the final match between Nuno and Torpegard went three sets. Everything else was in straight sets. But uh, 
for Mississippi State, I thought the wins at two and six were great. Uh, they needed those. And congratulations, Chris, by the way. Another win at six. Absolutely. Great performance from Trevor. Trevor was great at six. Gio was excellent as well at two against uh, J.J. Wolf, who's a phenomenal player. So um, I thought, you know, Mississippi State were right there. They did everything that they wanted to do, and it came down to that last match, and, and Torpegard is just – you know, he, he's too good. He's the he's, guy. He's the guy. And and Nuno's, a, you know, arguably a top five player in college tennis as well. It was just a great atmosphere, great environment. And, um, you know, Torp just, he got the better of him today. And that was that. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, due to the, um, you know, the, the matches being going off at the same time, I didn't get the chance to watch as much of the Mississippi State matches as I wanted to watch. What I did see was, a, you know, I, I love watching Geo play. He's one of the favorite players I've, I've come across in college tennis. And so, you know, and obviously with J.J. Wolf, another well-established name. So when I was able to watch over, that's, that's the match I was really watching. And Geo, you know, really took it to him. You know, it was 6-4, 6-3. Um, but I think, you know, Chris, next year, Mississippi State's bringing everybody back. I think this team is a serious contender for next year. Um so that, that's all I got about that match. But uh, Luke, you want to say something? Uh, like. I like it. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Gio? You like how he played today? Yeah, he really like stepped it up. And then like when JJ played Patrick, I think. Oh, oh just kidding. Yeah. Not not different. A different story for another time, maybe. <laughs> I like it. But you know, you watched that Nuno Torp match. Yeah. You were right there. Did you see the second set? Not really. What you what you think? Did you think Torp deserved to win? Yeah. Yeah, you thought he was pretty good, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was very, very good. I agree. Maybe not a lefty. I feel like you're more of a red licky than a Torp regard, but still, it was fun to watch. Yeah. You, and one other thing, you know, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Trevor for just having a great finish of the season. You know, as I was walking by some of the Ohio State players as, as I was going to watch his match, overheard them saying. We're, not, six isn't, we're in trouble on six because Trevor is so clutch. Yeah. And so he's got the reputation, Chris, as a, as a clutch player, so that's awesome. Yeah, and you take away from this, you know, one more thing about this Mississippi State thing I want to ask you, Chris, while we're, we're just recapping this season, you know, you call them the Fantastic Four or whatever it is. They're all coming back, or at least it sounds like they're going to. Uh, what do you think Mississippi takes away from this match and just moving forward? What should we be looking at when we look at the Bulldogs this offseason? Well, I think obviously for them, they just have to – I think they they felt it all along, so I don't think it's really a, a big thing. They, there were a lot of the outsiders probably looking at it thinking, you know, the big underdog, I think they felt like they were there. Obviously, they're going to come out going, hey, we're right there with, with the top teams in the, in the country, and, and they know that. And like you said, everybody comes back. We return the entire team. So uh, so they're, they're going to be looking forward to, to doing the same thing again next year. Definitely. And you look at the takeaways for Ohio State in this match. As I think you mentioned, this, Siebert was out. It was Selig at four, Joyce at five, Tubert at six. Joyce today looked really good in his 7-5-6-1 win at five. He was up, I think, 5-2 in that first set. Gave one of the breaks back, or maybe gave his only break back, but then I think broke for the set and put together a really, really solid second set. As you mentioned, just so much power. Another guy like Cressy from UCLA who rushes the match, and I just think it's going to end up being Joyce Cressy in this next round. And look at that for a segue. I guess the sun is gone. <laughs> the AC has finally kicked in. But let's preview this semifinal before we go because we want to go watch these next two matches we have ohio state versus ucla you look at the utrs in terms of singles ohio state is favored with torpegard and wolf at one and two but then they're 
down in the rest of the sets uh, in this match. It's None of them are bigger than .25 in terms of gap, but you look at it, Smith, Staggs, Cressy, Hans, all ranked higher than their counterparts. I want to start with you, Chris, because you're the UTR wizard. Assuming Ohio State's lineup stays the same, you know, both singles and doubles, who are your favorites in each match? What's the calculus for each team? Wow, that, that's, a, that's a good <laughs> yeah, one. No so pressure. I, the, the, like you said, well, that, that match at five, obviously, assuming they, they pull Seabird again, if you get that Joyce Cressy match, that'll be a fun one to watch. Big because hitters. You're gonna have two guys both hitting big, both wanting to come to net, and we're going to see who's got, who's got the game to actually get them to net more than the other guy. Um, it, the, the match at one is going to be interesting because obviously Red Licky's just going to slap, right? He's going he's gonna to hit the ball, and Torpegard will get to everything. He's going to play defense, he's, and he'll take his shots on offense too, but he's not going let, to let, 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 excuse me, he's not going to let Red Licky push him all over the court. So I think that's going to be a great match. I still like Torp, I mean, I like Torpegard. He's, so, he's just so hard to beat. Uh, I, I like Torpegard there. Um, two, I mean, I, two guys struggling. Zoo zero and two on this weekend. Yeah, Zoo's not played great this yeah, weekend. Wolf was down a set against Minnesota as well. Yeah, and 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 then lost to Geo today. I, I mean that that's a toss up. I still, I think I like JJ Wolf there. Um, I, I think he's, I think he'll get that. So, uh, Mc, then you got McNally at three against Keegan Smith. <laughs> what a match! I, mean, oh, I know. You know now that's a totally different kind of game that he's going to play than he played with Strali today. Strali's not, you know, he doesn't play the big bomb serve like like Keegan and, and just hit the snot out of everything. So that's going to be uh, that'll be a great match. But I'll tell you, the guy really that impressed me the most, at least at least for eleven games, was Kyle Seeley. When he was up six one four love uh, at four for Ohio State, he I mean, he couldn't miss. He got to everything. I mean, he just looked so good. It wasn't like Nick was horrible missing. Nick wasn't hitting balls great, but Kyle just jumped on everything, and he, he hit the angles. He hit the ball down the line. He hit the ball deep. He just, I mean, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't do anything. So I think that's, uh, uh, that's going to that's be a tough match, too. I think, I think uh, like, it, like today, doubles will be critical, uh, but I think... I think down low the UCLA that UCLA teams just they're stronger down low. I like Ohio State up at one and two, but I'm still gonna I still think UCLA on the strength of doubles and then down low ends up with probably a four three win. Yeah, you know, I, I can't really say that any better, Chris. I'm I'm pretty much in agreement with you there as well. Um, picked UCLA to get to the finals, so I'm gonna stick by that. I think it will be four three. Um, I do like UCLA and doubles and really all of these singles matches. I'm, I'm interested to see every single one of these. I think they're going to be great. Every matchup has an intriguing, you know, storyline to watch in every match. So, um, I agree with what Chris said about down low. UCLA is going to be better down there and I think... I think they're going to come out 4-3. I'm sticking by my pick. What about you? What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at uh, UCLA to get the doubles point, and I think they'll get three matches somewhere along the way. So I think UCLA wins this. I'm not sure what the uh, what the, the, the final score would be, but you know, I think the match that I'm really looking forward to there is the McNally-Keegan-Smith match. Those two guys can hit the ball. Yeah, so um, that will be a lot of fun. I will say this. 
if Smith and McNally start going at it, there's a lot of junk. Exactly Smith is one who's very volatile. Yes. He could definitely get going, and McNally will push your buttons. Yeah. He's ready to, you know, both those guys are going to be competing hard out there. You look at the UTRs again, the biggest favorite, Torpegard, 0.37 above Red Lickey, which is kind of surprising how big of a gap mm -hmm. that is because both guys are incredible. I take him at one. I like Joyce just a little bit better than Cressy at five. I think Joyce can do a little bit more from the baseline, and should one of you know should he be put in that position, I think he'll be that much better on the defensive than Cressy. I don't know between Wolf and Zoo. Both guys are struggling. You know, Wolf has the weapon with the forehand, but Zoo is just so uh, so quick, so crafty out there. You know, if Wolf's not feeling it, he will give him fits. You're right. This is a match that comes down to doubles and. Being a Michigan fan, I've been scorned by Ty Tucker doubles too often <laughs> in my life. I know Ty has the guys ready to roll. I want to be different. I'm going to take the Ohio State upset. I'm going to take them 4-3. I think they get the doubles point in this next match and find a way to get three singles matches. Again, I'm going to say 1-2. And I'm going to go with 4 at C-League as well. I think that. And then they could you know, they could also steal Joyce. So I just think they they will be comfortable. Real quick, I want to go around one last time. Give me a number and a score. We'll start with you, Matt. 4-3 uh, UCLA. Same, 4-3 UCLA. Same, 4-3 UCLA. UCLA 4-2. Oh, I like it. A little bit of a difference. <laughs> I will say we got two 4-3 matches this morning, so we are certainly in you know for some good tennis. Hopefully these afternoon matches have the same level of quality, and I don't want to keep you guys here for too long because those matches are starting now, so I want to get back out there. I want to thank you all for taking the time to do this again. and. You know, as we mentioned before, we'll be back after these afternoon matches to recap those, preview our other semifinal, and then, you know, as always, do a changeover chat talking about the favorite things we saw today. But one last time, for Matt, for Scott, for Chris, for Lucas, I'm Alex Gruskin, and we say to you, Great shot. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks, everyone. Awesome.